Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A List. And we are brought to you today by ourselves, Dalen and Landon. That's who's bringing you to A List today. <laughs> yeah, we, we took a couple of weeks off and all our sponsors dropped us. <laughs> no, 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 no. They did, how they ran out. The, uh, the old sponsors ran out. So we're coming at you freelance right now. We're just freelance artists. Um, we're doing this for the love of the game. Yeah, love of the game. We don't we don't need any money. We just uh, we, we made our money and we and then now we decided to work pro bono. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to help all the people who can't afford podcasts out there, so we're just doing it for free. Um, <laughs> well, lots has happened because uh, we we had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I'll admit it's it's tough. <laughs> Livy went back to work, and uh, I'm in school. Oh, it's not. So our schedules are just mashed, and it's hard to find a time to record. But we found one this week, so we'll be coming at you probably fairly sporadically from now on, depending on our work schedules. So We're going to yeah. aim for every week, but it might be every two. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but lots happened. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl again. Uh, we won't go too deep into that, but insane that that guy's got more Super Bowls than any other any team in the NFL now uh, just goes out and gets it done, man. Like you can't bet against the guy. Yeah, I know. I felt like a fool betting against him, but I bet on the chiefs and I bet on the over, which were both didn't happen. It was the bucks and the under. So missed on that one, of course, because I, I don't know. I, whenever I bet, it's sure to not happen. Like I, I, yeah. I, I'll explain the worst thing that ever oh, happened. Yeah. It just happened. So, <laughs> I can't. So I had the three teams I picked. It was the Oilers, the Leafs. Blue Jackets over the Hurricanes, and then it was the, the, Blue, the Blues over the Yotes. No, I didn't do – Oh, you didn't do Blues? I thought it was four teams. teams. It might have been four teams. Either way, I hit three of the four, and then the fourth game comes. I'm at work, mind you, so, like, every now and then I'm going to take a little bathroom break to check the score, see what's happening. And it's the Blues and the Coyotes. I had the Blues winning, of course. I just figured, well, why not? And it's like two minutes left. They're winning by a goal. They're on the power play too. Like, it's not like they're, I'm like, okay, we're going to close it out. Next thing I know, I, I had to go back to work, work for about an hour. I pull up my phone and the, the freaking Yotes win in a shootout. They won in a shootout. And so I think it was like a. Nine seconds a, left. Yeah, it was 10 seconds left. But, any, but I think the bet, I think my bet was probably maybe five, 10 bucks. And it was going to net me 380. So, like, I was choked for the rest of the night at work. I mean, I, I lost $10, but in reality, I lost, like, 380 bucks. I, uh, I, when I watched, so I didn't know you were at work, but I, I, as soon as I saw that you were about to hit that, I turned the game on to watch. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, he's going to get it. And they score with nine seconds left. <laughs> And I just texted you immediately. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was like after the Leafs losing to the Bruins in 2013, where they're up 4-1 with 10 minutes left. That is the second most painful loss in my entire life. I've decided. I've decided that um, I hate the St. Louis Blues. Like they're in my category of teams I absolutely hate. That's fair. That's a good reason. I hate the Blues. I'll be honest. Anyways, but back to like Tom Brady. Uh, I loved all the I loved all the videos of him. Just he was plastered at the <laughs> at the Super Bowl party. Holy! He tweeted something out, and it was just made no sense. 
Yeah, I know. I want to know if that was a little bit planned, but I don't know. He was like when he, when he tossed Super Bowl um, across to the other bowl, <laughs> and then did you Wait, see like did you see the, the girl wanted an apology or something? Yeah, because her, her family like uh, I think made the first one. He was an ironsmith. He made the first one, not designed it, just made them. Said it was just disrespecting her family and the league and the trophy, and I'm like. The thing I remember, or the video that always comes up to now, is like Gronk literally used it as a baseball bat, and he dented the side of the thing. You didn't hear much of it then, but no, congrats to the Bucks on winning the Super Bowl. It pisses me off that the Saints beat them twice this year. We just couldn't beat them when it really mattered in that playoff game. Hey, I've also been hearing rumors that Drew Brees may be coming back. Wow! And I am gonna Who throw are you up. Those from you got your sources or what? No, it was. His, he was trending on Twitter. He was just trending on Twitter oh. for a bit. And then I saw – I couldn't find the exact thing, but then basically everyone was talking. There's a bunch of really funny memes about, like, Drew Brees coming back. And it was just, like, Michael Thomas runs a double slant, beats the guy. And then it's, like, a meme of Drew Brees, like, someone throwing the ball. But it's just, like, different little memes of, like – I'd have to show you one. I'll retweet. I'll send you one. Um, they're, they're hilarious. But I will throw up if Drew Brees comes back next year. <laughs> What I'd rather if, have Jameis or Taysom, honestly. What if, uh, like, if what if we just went on Twitter and I just claimed, like, I was like, let's just say I go like this. Sir I Yacht, go, you're the new Sir Yacht. No, no, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm a friend of someone whose uncle is Drew Brees, and I'm hearing that he might make a comeback. Like, you got it. Like now, people have to kind of believe you. Don't oh, there's they? definitely probably people that do it too, and because it's like. Man, if I hit, oh, you can just delete ones if they miss, and then if they hit, you're like, shit, I'm on, I'm a source now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a source. Well, because the the one NBA reporter, Shams, I I cannot pronounce his last name, so I'm not even gonna try. But I'm sure if you just go on Twitter and search up Shams, he'll pop up. Um, but he like said, like he was on Pardon My Take and talking about how he became like a source guy, and he just started like emailing like guys within certain NBA organizations, just like not asking them for anything, but like developing relationships with all of these guys. And like, cause he had like, he was like interviewing some guys and then he was just like, wanted to get into the business. So he was just like learning from all of these guys. And eventually like all these guys just became sources. And now he's like the Bob McKenzie of the NBA. Oh, shit. that's what so we got to do then. Just start like, yeah. Talking to guys. In the I tried to sign up for the uh, NHL media it. package. Didn't get it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. Apparently, we're apparently not, we're not uh, organized. We're not we're not big enough of an organization. When they ask us, like our company email should be the same as like our our email should be the same as like our business, and I'm like, yeah, DalenLivy at gmail dot com. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, okay. One more fun fact about Super Bowl, then we'll move on from that. Every touchdown the Bucks scored was from someone who wasn't on their team last year. Isn't that oh, nuts? Yeah. That's pretty good. Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, and and Brady. What about Ronald Jones? No, he didn't. There's only four touchdowns. Ronald Jones scored a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty sure he, he had did. a big. Didn't he have a big ass run in like the third or fourth quarter? I'm pretty sure playoff Lenny scored his touchdown, and Antonio Brown ran a slant. Uh, he ran an improper slant route and then still got a touchdown. And then Gronk got two. Hmm. 
Anywho, uh, that's I find that an interesting stat because you know Tom comes and then all these other guys. Oh, it was Fournette who broke off for that big touchdown that I'm thinking of. I thought it was Jones got stuffed at the goal line twice. Just some interesting facts for you. All right. uh, Oh, and also, uh, uh, JPP has more fingers than the Chiefs had touchdown points. Does he? He's the guy that has seven and a half fingers on one hand. So he no 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 all together. So he has like four on one hand. You should look it up. So apparently in like 2010 2011 when he was with like the Giants, he was messing around with some fireworks on Independence Day, was holding them, and one blew up in his hand, and he lost like some fingers while he was with the Giants. And he caught like three interceptions this year. The uh, I was gonna say he plays defense, so at least he yeah can... he's a defensive tackle. But he caught or. You definitely – I feel like you would not be able to play an offensive position with with, with that issue. Maybe, like, running like back, a guard. Maybe. Like, you could play guard or something. But. Maybe do running back. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, other news in the NBA. Uh, oh, yeah, look at that. He does it. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. For anybody who's listening, Dalen just showed me a photo of his finger. Um, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz got traded. To the Indianapolis Colts for a second and a third rounder. What I find hilarious about that is Pro Football Focus, literally 12 hours before that, sent out a mock trade of that exact trade, except the uh, the picks were reversed. Oh, like, that's pretty wow, impressive. That's actually. amazing. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. About half hour before like the actual trade was announced, maybe an hour. The Vegas odds, like, heavily, 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 heavily switched into the Colts' favors. Like, they went from, I don't know, they, were, they weren't the favorites to all of a sudden they were, like, the overwhelming favorites by, like, a complete long shot mile. So, which means that somebody had some inside info, and then they had the odds all switch. Oh. Which That's is, I wild. think, insider trading. Well. No. They knew it. Basically, I'm saying that this so betting the sports books knew it first. Yeah, they knew it like an hour before it so was announced. So they swapped it so people couldn't make any money. Yeah. Ah, that is kind of cheap. You can never beat the house, eh? It's it's kind of junk. Yeah. GameStop. Yeah. Invest into GameStop. Hold the line to the moon. <laughs> hold, hold, hold. Dude, I love that. That was big on Twitter. That was so funny. Just all these people like to the moon. Hold, hold. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh other big news, JJ Watt. He's a free agent. The Texans released him. Honestly, I think like is something happening in Houston? Is are they okay down there? I know there is there a there's a storm, I think. So but I know, but do you, do you, okay, we'll get back to JJ, but all of those videos like Houston is not prepared for like any sort of No, I, actually Laura said that it was funny. I was talking to her and she's like I was like, yeah, there's like a big snowstorm, and she's like, what? They're like, they're, people are like can't play a hockey game or like they're ho- like they're housed inside because of a snowstorm. I'm like, well, think about it. Like Texas doesn't get any snow ever. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Like we're all making fun of them, which like the driving around part and like them canceling school, I think is ridiculous nonetheless. But all the buildings are not like built for no. it. So when it gets cold at all, like it's brutal like all these buildings in alberta like you you build for it like that's Mm -hmm. why we don't have that you know like we're Mm -hmm. prepared for it 
Houston, I don't know like when the last time it snowed or if it does at all. But anyway, uh, so back maybe, to the JJ Watt thing when and Houston, like not just the Texans, but like Houston as a whole has lost now JJ Watt, James Harden, DeAndre Hopkins, and George Springer within like the last year and a half. Yeah, all these big, big, huge athletes in all these different sports. Didn't Garrett Cole play there too? Garrett Cole gone. All these guys are gone. Which Westbrook. is like. Russell Westbrook is one. Yeah, like, they had all these things. Look at you, see? Like, they don't even have everything on this list. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, Garrett Cole, Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel, Roger wow. Clinton, um, Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, James Harden. Tracy McGrady in 2010 was there. These are just a whole list now. Whole list of people that left Houston. I love it. Good article. Well, I feel like it only is relevant, though, in the last, like, two years of who left. Yeah, exactly. The last two years is the most relevant. But it's kind of like – That is crazy. That's a lot. The sports fans in Houston so are probably so mad. Um, but JJ, I would like to see him play for the Browns. To be honest, if I had to pick a team, well, I mean, if he wants to come play for the Raiders, then sure. But yeah, we're being realistic. Browns. Yeah, realistic Browns would be cool. I also like. I would like to see him on Pittsburgh, but they can't afford him. It would be cool to have all three brothers on the same team. Yeah, I would. It would be cool to see that. I, I saw JJ's tweet where he's like. Someone's like, so are you going to sign somewhere or what? And he's like, bro, I surf through Uber Eats for like an hour before I pick a restaurant. I'm going to need a bit of time before I pick a team. That's so funny. I wonder how long like a process like that will take, honestly. Because I don't know. Do they do, do you think you wait you are. like after the draft? Good point. I don't know. Because uh, what? The draft's in like another month. I never, that thing with the football offseason, I don't got the whole timeline down. I don't know when things begin and start, no, but I do either. hate how it's like an eight-month layoff. Yeah, seven, it's a six long months, time. Six months, yeah. It, I think it's the – who is the shortest off-season hockey? Baseball almost seems like it, man. Baseball has like such a long season, and then they're off. Like, but what do they start in May till October, end of October? No, they start like – dude, spring training started yesterday or a couple days ago. Yeah, wow. So five months off. Yeah, that is not even because they start. They end at the beginning of November, like December, January, February. November, December, January. Yeah, wow. That's like three and a half, four months. Yeah, and then usually like the NHL. Well, NHL though and NBA is like NHL might be the shortest because they like sometimes will end like beginning of June, mid June. Yeah, and starting October. So you got all of July, August, September. That's pretty small too. Yeah basketball has that extra month because they start at the end of October. Right, right. If you actually really just shove all those games in. A lot of bad They end, they almost end like before the NHL and they start a month after. Yeah, which is wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's all we got for the NFL. Now let's talk about that was, sport. That was, the NFL, that was the NFL and absolutely everything in between. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple little tangents there. I'm going to jump out and say this about the NHL right now. I hate COVID for fantasy hockey. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not as fun when you're it's losing. Tougher, that, it's definitely tougher, that's for sure, because you can't seem to get a swing of things, especially if you, if you have, like, two guys out, especially in our Yahoo League. Like, if you got two guys out, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, you can't. You get, there's no room to go get a guy, and especially if he's he's that good, you can't just drop him. But the one thing I hated was that, like for example, when I was playing the guy who's in first in our league, he's undefeated. I he his team had such a bad week. He he didn't lose. He only had one guy who was out because of COVID. Um, 
I have five guys who are out because of COVID. And then I still was only 10 points behind them. I could, I almost would have won if I had some of those games back. And yeah, no. car. Those are big names. Those are a lot of points. I remember at one point, too, it, it Brock fin- finishing with 116 points because at one point, like, um, your, his, uh, I think it's Cole's team, Breadman. Yeah. Yeah, Cole was beating him at one point, and then all of a sudden McDavid kind of did McDavid things, and Brock's team just was nasty with Pat, everyone. I have no clue how Brock's not winning this thing. Like, I, I, play, uh, I play him. Injury, I play him maybe, this, or I, uh, COVID, I guess. I, I don't like saying, like, I don't wish for injuries, but you need, like, McDavid to get go down. Or, yeah, well, even just COVID. Like, if Patrick Kane goes down from COVID or uh, – I can't believe I traded Patrick Kane. Well, yeah, well, it is what but it is. But it is what it is. Honestly, though, my team's looking – we're looking up. Yeah, All of a sudden, fine. I'm finally in – Yeah, but now I got – now I got the big – it's upset week. I got – I'm excited. I want – I have, like, this false hope in me that I'm going <laughs> to maybe maybe pull one out this week. But then I, when you look Somebody's at Somebody's got to – he can't go undefeated. But then you look at the projections, and he's projected to win one twenty-six to eighty-nine. So. <laughs> but that, yeah, uh, I mean, he's ridiculous. got a couple. I think he has. Oh, and I have two more games than him. Like, I mean, so That's I just need McDavid. I need McDavid, Pasternak, and Kane to have an off week, and then I need exactly my boys. Exactly what I needed, and it happened, which was annoying. But anyway, uh, back to actual hockey. Did the Lake Tahoe thing was pretty cool, other than the fact that they had that really long first period. Hey. I didn't know that they postponed the first period, like after the first period. I thought that uh, I thought they were playing two games in one day. I like saw. I thought they like played one in the morning and then one at night. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Are they actually doing? Oh, this? a double header. Yeah, I thought it was like a double header. Like you play early in the day, then have That's the afternoon funny. off, and then I'm like, is this pee wee hockey tournament? Like, what <laughs> is going on? But I see there's some funny comments like uh, this is it's just the record for the longest five on three in league history, or it was like uh, eight hours later Gabe Landeskog finally gets out of the box or whoever that's it was so, I don't remember. That's so funny. So, I wonder how I wonder what they did during the day like if they were napping. I probably had a quick nap I guess. Like well, someone made the comment of like they didn't have a morning skate that day, so essentially the first period was just like a morning skate for everybody. But I don't know I. I the the nighttime look was almost cooler than the cooler. daytime look. Okay, so when you made the comment on Twitter about the shadows, I didn't oh. mind the shadow. I actually didn't mind the shadows. I thought it looked kind of cool. But dude, how frustrating would that be? I don't know. Do you think they notice it? Maybe not, because there are shadows in actual arenas too. They're just not as dark. So the and shadows, the are, really shadows dark. are also it is they're behind the guys too. So it's if it was like if for some reason. Actually, I guess they were in front of the guys, too, at points, but I don't know. I don't know if so I, I guess. The one part about the shadow I didn't like, like the, the, the shadows of the people themselves or whatever, like you can deal with that. But on the one end of the boards, because of where the sun was, like everything from the goal line back was covered in a shadow from the boards. And then yeah. I, I just when the puck goes in there, like you lose track of it all of a sudden. I want to know what it would be like playing in a game like that. Yeah, and then like, also that like, view from the goalie's net, man, was so cool. Like, imagine standing in net and like the plays in the other end, and you just yeah, try to take a look for mountains. a couple seconds. And you're like, holy shit, this is dope. But the the other thing that bothered me was like Carter Hart 
was in net, and obviously they let it. He let in seven goals, which but he's been kind of shit. Badly. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me defend him here for the outdoor game. I looked at some of those goals, and if you watch, there is an amazing glare in the in that offensive zone on the ice, and like you could easily lose track of the puck in that. Well, so, what was the final score of that game? Seven three or seven four. Well, if it was seven three, then the other guy still had to play in that side. No, but correct? Carter Hart played two periods on that side. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. That's just that's just a theory. I don't know. He could have played there with those games like at night because you're right. It did look pretty it cool. I get, cooler. I night. get why they didn't play him at night because you want to get like the view of the, yeah. the lake and the mountains behind it. But, but you it could was, even it do was, three. You could even do four games in a weekend at, at something like that because you could go. You could go a day game, a night game. Depends how well they game can, and a night game. Depends how well they could take care of the ice, though. That's true, but the night game did look cool as much as you you do want that view and stuff. And yeah. I, the kayakers were hilarious, and Gritty was hilarious. Gritty is Gritty funny. is like the gift that keeps on giving, man. Shredding like, the gnar. How could they allow him when in, he was snowing? They allow him in the rink. You know, they're. Pay- I wonder how much that guy who's Gritty gets paid a year. Yeah, because it's obviously a full time job. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, okay, any uh, other? Oh, I guess today's big news. Uh, Artemi Panarin beat a girl up, but I think it's fake. That's just my – I don't know. I don't want to be the guy who's like, no, it's not real because it could be. But, like, it's adding up to seem, like, pretty questionable. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, like, make any comments in terms of uh, what I think the truth may be in this situation. But, like, Panarin's very, like, outspoken against Vladimir Putin and talks about how how evil this guy really is back home. And Putin's always been known to kind of mess around with the Kremlin, and the Kremlin are, you know, bad group of dudes. Um, and so, and, like, and Panarin's made Instagram posts, Twitter posts about just kind of calling the guy out. Um, and just, like, I, from what I see on Twitter, it's... I don't know. I don't know. From what I see on Twitter, it could be something to do with the, with this. I don't know. Kremlin and Russia getting back at Panarin because he's such a big foot, like big figure in Russia. But also at the same time, like if this is true, then it's ugh, another bad Russian story. Mm. Well, not just a bad hockey story, a sports story. Uh, yeah. Too. Why does that bad, happen so bad. often? Oh, I don't. I don't get it. It's yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. So I'm just gonna put my official take out there. I don't know. It very well could have happened. But all the Russian stuff makes me think that it could be political as well. So I don't have an official take. That's my official take. My official take is I I don't have an official take. I want to see I want the facts to come out. I want, I want more info. But the, like I want to see what I think the Rangers are going to come out and say something today. Be interesting to see what they have to say about it, and maybe Panarin will have a statement. But when we get more info, I'll have maybe a better uh, take. Better take. Well, just like this isn't the kind of matter where you can just have an out outlandish take. Like, yeah, no, not not many outlandish takes. But if you want to hear an outlandish take, I think Austin Matthews is the greatest hockey player to ever play the play the game. I mean. The guy is on an that, absolute roll. You got eight that points. That is an outlandish take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want outlandish takes? This is what you're here for? Well, then that's what, that's what we'll do. We'll transition out of the sad and go to the mad. We'll make people mad. Yeah. Um, 
Oilers yeah, I don't know. Especially. I'm uh, with the Leafs. Like, they're fired up. They're – it sucks we got the injury bug news about uh, Jake Muzzin today, who I think is – you know how Big Cat always talks about the most important player on the team, not necessarily is the best player on the team? Mm-hmm. Muzzin might be – No, Hyman. Top three most important guy. Hyman as well. I, but the I mean, thing, well. all those three names that came out today, Hyman, Thornton, Muzzin, all out today. Muzzin is a face injury. He'll miss like three games and he'll be back with the shield. Uh, Hyman blocked a shot. Unless he broke his ankle, he'll be back right away. He's probably just taking some time off. And Thornton said he was day-to-day. I can't imagine that he's out for too, too long. Yeah, Thornton is, I think, just uh, an old guy. Maybe needs yeah, to exactly. take a few days and games off. Body gets a little sore than usual. But, I mean, Matthews and Marner, they'll, you stick whoever the hell you want well, you on their have, line. You still got all four of the of the big dogs. I mean, if I did, I mean to be honest, I want when Wayne Simmons comes back, I want Wayne Simmons on that line. Which line? With Matthews and Marner. No, you keep Thornton there, and, and Simmons can play with Willie and JT. Although I did like uh, Kirk. I like Hyman. I like Hyman. With no, Hyman was better with Matthews and Marner. Well, I like, I like Hyman, I guess, really anywhere. Yeah, that's true. He anywhere he can get the puck to an elite scorer, he's fine. I just want to give. I like the way like Sim. You know, like it's the last time you see a guy, and and it was just nothing but good memories and a great time <laughs> in the rest of your life. You're like, man, like I like that guy. Like we were talking about a guy before the podcast, and it's like, yeah, I I liked him. Like you know, I don't know what he's doing nowadays, but I always liked that guy. That's how I feel about Wayne Simmons right now. Because the last time I saw Wayne, he was. He was perfect. He was fighting guys. He was scoring goals. He was great on the power play in front of the net. So I want Simmons to come back, and I don't want him to get stuck on the fourth line. I don't think he ever would get stuck. Like I think he'll be back, and he'd be just as good. But I would love to see him playing with one of the big dogs, and I think he would be better fitted with that line than he would with Tavares and Nylander because there's already speed on the Matthews and Marner's line. They, they, like, they can keep up the speed, and I think Simmons – He's a slower guy, so if you stick him on a line with Tavares, who's already a slower guy, and Nylander, who probably needs an extra able body, that's who I would – like, I'd put someone who can actually play a little bit better with those guys offensively. Do you think uh, Matthews could get the selfie? Yeah, but they probably will give him to, give it to, like, Bergeron Anthony Sorelli. Again. Anthony Sorelli or Philip Deneau. You know, Couple like, these dark. newer names that are – yeah, these newer names, I think – that. Yeah, Kopitar, too, would be one. Matthews would be a great one, I think, because he was in contention last year. I don't know. Was he nominated? I don't remember. Yeah. Who fucking, who really remembers anything about the Selfie other than Patrice Bergeron? They should rename it after Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron Award, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll ever get to see that, like, someone that we grew up watching where they either transition a name? Like, Mark, the Mark Messier Award is kind of new. but what like, about like talking- a What about, like, a points-per-game award? Or they should just and make you, just the, the NBA. McDavid, you could do the McDavid Award for that. Points per game. Yeah. Or they should actually well, I guess have, it'd probably be Gretzky, to be honest. Or you could do the for instead of the you could instead of the Norris, you could have the Norris be the top offensive D man and then make it top like defensive D man award. Mm. Call it the Pronger Award. You could award. also split the rookie of the year award into offense and defense. Yeah. Offensive rookie, offensive defenseman. So, yeah, and then we still would have been bitching about McCarr and Hughes last year. Yeah, Wouldn't true. have sold anything there. We could have just called one of them a forward for the year. Um, and wanna, shout out to the Oilers because I don't want to be say, a biased yeah. defense. Shout out to the Oilers. 
Shout out. They, they are killing it right now. The Edmonton Oilers now in second in the division. Connor McDavid is a freak of nature. It's very frustrating to have a player such as Austin Matthews on your favorite team and then have a player such as Connor McDavid come out and basically say, hold my beer and come on, like piss off. Get um, He's like, he gets like five or six points in a game and it's like, he probably could have gotten more too. Like a couple bounces went his way. He's the type of guy where I could see maybe one day he breaks the 10 points in a game or at least ties it. Yeah. You got the, they already got to eight once this year, right? Well, he's seven? had five points in a game like six times now or something like that. Just Not absurd. Fair. And I saw this, the, the, the thing of where, how like each set of Connor McDavid's hundred points are uh, happening faster. So like the first one I think was in 82 games and then it was like 70, 60, 62. I don't remember. It's something like that. I think he'll get this next hundred points in like 48 games. Yeah. Like that. That's, like, well, I'd say I would say maybe, maybe just 50. fifty. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. It's like it's kind of cool. Like as much as I I do love saying Matthews is like I would I love saying Matthews is better than McDavid just to like ruffle oh, other fans' feathers. It's not actually true. And uh, like the fact that Connor McDavid that we, hit five hundred points. That McDavid hit five hundred points already. Like, it feels like he just got in the league a couple of years ago, and he was already, like, he's the same age as me. He's got 500 points. Are you kidding me? I know. It's, it's crazy to think that, like, it won't be long before we're talking about the 1,000, like, 1,000 points. And, no, like, that'll be nuts. Like, like it, that could, be it could literally be 280 games from now, let's say. 280 games from now, we could be. How many seasons is that in a full 82? That's not that many seasons. Like, that's three seasons. That's yeah, I know. It's pretty cool to watch. It's it's also crazy when though when they post those stats and you see how quickly Gretzky did it. Yeah, but like, the thing is, is like here's what McDavid, and I know this is going to be a crazy take because I did the math. Even if McDavid gets 120 points a year, he's got to do it for like 20 seasons. But the crazy thing is how at the rate he's scoring, if he can score at that rate in his later years where Gretzky failed to, like he. He's putting up at he's putting up numbers to get to at least second. Okay, well let's let's freaking let's do the math here. What is he at right now? He's got how many games played does he have that right now? Hold on, just give me two seconds. This is because, live okay, math. Well, We're gonna figure this out for all you Oilers fans here. Yeah, because I'm curious. So like, what I, is, I am also curious. Um, and then they, then actually, we're gonna do the math on Matthews beating Gretzky's record, and then I'm gonna have two hot takes about one about McDavid, one about Matthews. So that's my question. Is Matt, do you think Matthew gets 50 this year? If, okay, I think he gets 45 guaranteed and pushes for 50. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Uh, anyway, okay, so Connor McDavid has 506 points in 371 games. So, like, 371 times that by four is like 1,500 games. Yeah, rough. Uh, yeah, roughly. No, twelve, a little, fourteen hundred, roughly. Fourteen eighty four. So then, so then times that by four. So how many points does he have? Five hundred and six times that by four. That's two thousand points, and he's still like eight hundred away. 
That's in okay. Fucking Gretzky. That's so annoying. You could like think about it this way: like Gretzky has two thousand eight hundred and fifty-seven points. Is I mean, I'm not one to look into plus-minus or anything because it's a it's a dumb stat kind of. But he's plus five hundred and twenty. <laughs> like that's that's so Gretzky played Gretzky played fourteen eighty-seven, and so that would be like the same career if McDavid played the same career length-wise as Gretzky. But he get that would put him in second. No one else has over 2,000. No one else has over 2,000? You're probably, yeah, that's right. So that would put him behind Gretzky. But that's amazing to think that he would still be 800 points behind Gretzky. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like, it's not, not even close. Like, he's got, Gretzky still has more assists than anybody has ever has points. But how – like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not going after Gretzky right now. But it's kind of not fun. That we can never see people break records because his record is just stupid. Yeah, so yeah, that is that is like a little Gretzky was a little selfish in in that way for right. sure. Like the yeah. fact that you could take away every single goal that he scored and he still had more points than anyone ever ever yeah, had. Like, come on, that's and actually then, like the craziest. I think one of the craziest stats in like all of sports. And then to think like oh, maybe his goal record will be broken one day. That that very well could happen. If a, if a guy comes in as a pure scorer like Ovechkin, Matthew. who needs to pick it up if he ever wants to hope at that. He's at, he's at 712 right now, so he's about 170 away. Which is a lot. But still, he had a hope at it. Ovi lost out on pretty much two full seasons of hockey. He could easily be at eight. Ovi could easily be at like over 800 right now. Yeah, exactly. So he could be very close, which is very annoying. Um, but now transitioning from Ovi... Could Austin Matthews be the next guy? If he, if he, I'm not, this is a crazy take, but he has to keep scoring like he is now and it could happen. Yeah. So let's see here. I, um, I got these stats whipped up already. Austin Matthews in, in 300 games has 176 goals. So how many times? You do the math on the points per game there. So let's say Matthews even plays uh, four times that 1200 games. So then, times his goals by four. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the goals per game is between him and Ovi. So Ovi's scoring at uh, this is thrilling podcasting. I hope you guys love what you're listening to. 712 goals divided by wow, he's played a, 1100 games, 1165. So he's scoring at a point six point six a game. 0.6 goals per game? Yeah, 0.6 goals a game. And then Matthews with the 176 and an even 300 is at 0.59. Oh, so he's actually he, – they're very close. They're very close. So, so if Matthews can keep those two full seasons in. Yeah, so Matthews doesn't lose the seasons to whatever, lockout, pandemic, world ending, I don't know. What have you. Um, then it could happen. It very well could happen. But he has that, to keep scoring at this rate. Yes, which is a, which is an incredibly hard thing to do. Yes. Like even though he's on a point like a goal per game rate as of this moment, he could still go two three games in a row of not getting a goal, and then all of a sudden, it's, like it's, it'll be tough. So, well, and the thing is, like Ovi scored fifty for what eight years, eight of his twelve years. Like, so that's we, we're talking about Matthews getting fifty once. Like, yeah, we yeah, know like, we're, getting, exactly, we're like, getting aggressive. Here, we're getting he, Matthews would have had 50 last year, but as far as we're concerned, we, we, we still point don't have of, the point never of me bringing it up. The point of me bringing it up 
is that it's exciting to think that someone could potentially break his record and Obi very well still could do it. I just, he needs to pick it up and play till he's fairly old. And I think we have to, I think we have to have like, anytime you like look regards to stats, if you can ever get to second, that's like getting to first now. Yeah, like if you get I, I totally agree. If you can get first. to second, that's that's elite. Like that's <laughs> there's amazing. no shame in second in the National Hockey League. No, second is set. You know what they used to say: set first the worst, second the best. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Uh, we got the, you want to do the hockey guy segment? We haven't we haven't done that. It's just oh yeah, straight up hockey guy. No uh, sure. sponsored Bring by uh, Bose. Brought to you by Bose headphones. And I, uh, uh, I have a pink water bottle. And a pink water bottle. Brand pink. Uh, I'll ask uh, the question because I know you've been busy. So uh, in a pandemic-ridden world when you're at work and you got to prep and do all this stuff, what, is a, what does a shift look like for Dale and Livingston? Um, you know, all the, the protocols you got to follow and, and things like that. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I do a couple little different things around the keg, um, but I'll speak in terms of when I got to do a dishwasher shift. Um, the dishwasher shift, especially like you know, on a, on a weekday, it's it's fine, it's whatever, it's not bad, it's not really busy sometimes. Um, but I'll take it back to even like Valentine's Day weekend. Um, I mean, it was so we're only open from four to ten, which is not a lot of hours, and people got to be out of there by eleven. Kitchen closes ten. Um, you. You, you, we're going to have a lot of people come through. So we got to make sure we're COVID safe. So basically um, as a dishwasher, we're not, you know, right before you even get into work, right before you're in the car, make sure you just pump some Sani before you even get into work. Some hand sanitizer, which is always important. Um, you got to mask up. You wear the black mask protocol um, at the keg. Um, just, oh, you know, go the uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. We're fancy, right? We don't, we don't mess around. We're not, we're not Boston pizza. Um, so, you know, Sani up. And then when you get to work, um you know get all ready get your clothes out you got to make sure you're wearing a mask dishwashers we don't got to wear gloves um the gloves are they're not they're not important i wear gloves when i'm actually doing the washing of the dishes because it is a gross at gross nightmare back there like mm. it is disgusting i've never seen disgustingness like i've seen a, a, a dish a dishwasher station on a weekend you guys, at, don't you have one of those i hate to interrupt you but don't you have one of those uh industrial ones where you just go well yeah but like still people so when like they take the food off the table they're like they're bringing you know people are eating half-eaten meals so then they'll scrape it into the into the garbage or whatever but then they throw it so like the whole station before it goes through the dishwasher is a nightmare because you got to oh, spray things off you got to scrape like there's baked cheese on this stuff you got to scrape gotcha, that gotcha. off there's, and the rate that dishes are coming in is unfathomable um like it is unbelievable like i'm telling you you go and you, you're trying to do as many dishes as you can. You put 10 dishes in the wash. Well, 20 dishes have came in the meantime. Um, and then while you're getting all the dishes from the floor, the kitchen is running through all of their, their dishes too. Um, and, pots and, and pans and stuff. And theirs is the worst stuff is the pans that are like, there's fish fried onto them. There's whatever was in them. Like, yeah, I heard that the stuff. chefs like do not care because they just like have the dishwasher. So they just like, new pan new pan new pan oh pans galore so it's so then you take a break because you got to now do you got to do all the pans and pots and all this stuff so then everything else is piling up and then so there's also the cutlery issue which is 
there's a shit ton of cutlery. Um, so when you push it through, usually you push it through, you dump it all into this bin, you push it through. And then the other dishwasher guy who's been putting things away and sorting things, he's supposed to put them into this little like sorter. And then you push it back in through again, you double wash cutlery because cutlery it's going in mouths. It's give it a double wash. One of the dishwashers, I'm not going to go into detail really too much about him, but he doesn't like to sort them. He just gives you back the thing of dishes and then the other dishwasher has to sort them. But that takes about five minutes when there's hundreds of things of cutlery and you're trying to sort all of these things and then push it back through. So that takes like five, 10 minutes or five minutes. I wouldn't say 10, that's exaggerating. Sometimes it takes five minutes just to do all that. Meanwhile, like I'm saying, it's busy as hell at the keg. Like we had, there's 465 people the night that I was doing it between four to 10. And then the next night there was over 560. Like, it's crazy. Like, and so, I mean, you, you start at 4.15 and you leave at 12.15 and you don't, like only seven hours, but you're not, you're not drinking water. You're not taking pee breaks. You're not like, there's no 15 minute break. You don't get a 15. Like you're, the, you're there. Uh, do you get to listen around. to like podcasts or something? Or you gotta, no. Ugh. Dude, it's a nightmare. Like usually by the end of the night, I'm in a foul mood. And like, you know what's crazy about you saying that is is like imagine what it's like when it's not a pandemic yeah apparently we're going i don't know the number i'm hearing we're going a third we're at two-thirds capacity i want to say maybe a little over half i don't know i don't want to speak on it because i also don't want to like i don't want to like get like you know in trouble with my job or anything yeah but i could not imagine what it'd be like to work there like when it's full capacity because like the nights when we're busy like that we'll we'll turn away people like we have to it's strictly you need to make a reservation or you're not going to get in and like we turn people with oh it's nuts but i just Uh, i'm saying like you see like the dishwashers or the dishes are piling up now imagine then that's what i'm saying like i don't know how two guys do it like i don't think like yeah i don't want to air my grievances so but like it's it's a but like so like I, I do ho- there's some hosting I do too that's a lot easier I, in my mind because you're just bringing people into their tables and you're washing menu like like uh, wiping menus after people use them just sanitizing them because of COVID and all that that's, that's the hardest part other than that like you're just trying to like make sure you memorize what table you're going to mm. when you're walking there that's the hardest part there's like we have like 90 90 different tables in there. So then like they're all numbered and you got to go table 42 and table 13 and getting that layout, man, was tough. That was yeah, tough. This hockey guy segment turned into a quick little update on how things are going at the keg, but that's all right. Keg update. Uh, yeah. Keg no, update. We, you know just, we, we should just do weekly keg, weekly keg updates. Yeah. You might have to, so I can just kind of get it off my chest, <laughs> you know, but if you want a hockey guy segment, just, you know, we get the dishes in deep, um, you know, cutlery bar down and quick shifts <laughs> quick shifts yeah <laughs> no breaks working 110 no percent all the time Let's go, oh me. my gosh all right well quick little nba and uh, mlb uh wraps are way better um yeah finally 12 and three in their last 15 or sir yeah 12 and three in their last 15 um that's wild the fact that they were brutal to start the year and now they're I think they're 500 and in sixth um in the division gonna probably make playoffs but I don't want to jinx them 
One thing that's been circling the internet, though, and you're the resident basketball expert, is uh, Kyle Lowry trade. What are you What are you hearing there? What are you thinking? Well, I don't know. I think that is honestly, it'll probably all just depend on what Kyle Lowry wants. Like, I think he's at the point where he's the greatest Raptor of all time. Like, might not necessarily like, Kawhi is obviously the most skilled and the best Raptor of all time, but like what Kyle Lowry has done, like in terms of how long he's been there and winning a championship, and he's the best Raptor, like the greatest Raptor of all time. Um, I mean, but they got Fred Van Vliet, who is a point guard ready guy, and you can't really have two point guards on the floor. You can, but like Lowry's used to handling the ball and being the guy to dish things out. So it'd be a little weird for him. Um, Lowry is of like, it's not like they're trading him because they don't think he can do anything. Like he's of course of value, but it's at what point, like Fred Van Vliet's so good that you want to like give him the full-time point guard job. And Lowry, you don't want to put him on the bench either because like he doesn't deserve to be on the bench um so again i think it would be more like if kyle lowry would want to trade and even if the raptors i guess do want to do a trade um but i think lowry would have to approve it i think it'd be okay for him he's done everything he could for the franchise as long as like it's not a demar Derozan situation where they ship him out without consulting and things get ugly quick because you don't want to like sour that relationship um so as long as it's kind of mutual for everyone, like you can still get assets out of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's so the biggest well thing. Do, you might as well try to do it before he hits like free agency and cash him on his value. Yeah, I agree. I totally that's agree. What he, do. he would probably go to he'd probably go to the Lakers. Like I'm I don't know. A, I'm a fantasy league manager, Libby. I uh, I know about cashing in on people's value. Exactly, and it sucks when you miss out on their value. Yeah, but, or it sucks it, when you overestimate players values and lose a trade yeah that'll happen it happens to the best of them mm. but like just going back to like a weekly uh i hate steve simmons thing um this is what steve simmons tweeted about like our canadian boy on the team chris boucher who's a monster like blocking monster rebounding monster he's great for the team like it's awesome because he's canadian he started in the d league worked his way up this is what steve simmons tweeted can we take up a collection and order food from Skip the Dishes for Chris Boucher? Boy, is he fun to watch, but he doesn't look like, or, or, but he does look like he could use a good meal. <laughs> what? Like, why would you tweet that? Like, that is the most, like, you know, people hate you and you, that's going to be the, like. Well, at this point, I wonder if Steve Simmons, like, wants people I, to keep hating him. Like, and that's why. I think he's he, like the Canadian Skip Bayless almost. Yeah, exactly. I think he, I think he wants that view now. I at one point I think he actually wanted to be a good journalist, and then now he just. Yeah, like I remember watching him on the reporters on TSN in the morning with my dad growing up, and I thought he was fine. But like, like the fact that he can't give like this tweet here, I just scrolled to the next two tweets, and I found something that was annoying as hell. But like when Gretzky was lighting it up with the Oilers, Messi and Anderson were still still contributing huge offense from second line. When Mario was lighting it up in Pittsburgh, Ron Francis was still scoring 100 points a year. Great players score. Often, that's what makes them great. So he's basically just being like, yeah, Gretzky and Mario were sick, but, like, they're nothing if they don't have these background guys, which not that bad of a comment that he's made worse comments, but it's just, like, annoying. Like, why don't you say Gretzky was nasty and Lemieux was nasty and Ron Francis was also nasty, but it had nothing to do with each other. They were just nasty. What about Anthony Stewart on the weekend saying Sid was in his top top three all time? I was actually trying to think about that. Top to name the top players in NHL well, history, like one of the hardest things ever. It is hard, but your first two have to be Gretzky Lemieux. Yeah, but then you think about Bobby Orr. Yeah, 
well then put them at three, but I'm just saying it doesn't matter who you're putting at three. Um, I don't think Sid, I love Sid. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a top three. I think he's a top five guaranteed top 10. I definitely just had like the top NHL point getters of all time in my phrase. So I'm going to, Oh yeah, here we go. I'll just like name. Well, not necessarily even with points though. Like the fact that Sid has three cups and how many heart trophies and how many scoring titles. And yeah, I think that has a lot Olympic, to do with Olympic champion, sure. world champion, world cup champion. Okay. So like Wayne Gretzky. Yes. You look at Gordy. What about Gordy Howe? Like Gordy yeah. Howe's considered to be one of the NHL greats. I would consider Gordy Howe up there as well. But I'll, I'm not saying that my list is any, at, at all right. I'm just saying, like, as much as I love Sid, I don't think he's the top three. No, I'm trying to figure out. Now, crazy thing, if McDavid could win a couple cups and keep up his point percentage, like we were just talking about, he could be top three. You know what's crazy? Um, but, like, that's the thing. Like, Sid and him scored the same amount of points in the same amount of games when they were young. So, I think, I think the difference, if McDavid wants to be better than Sid, is he has to keep being better in his later years. Yeah, but, but think of it, too, is, like, he got to win a cup. Sorry, I'll let you go. Sidney Crosby missed an entire, like, season and a half, maybe two full seasons because of concussions. So, right. he just – so, in comparison and... to Ovechkin, Ovechkin has 1,165 games, 1,293 points. Crosby only has 1,000 games and has 1,278 points. So like 1.2 points or goals per game. Like he's above and beyond Ovechkin if you really think about it in that mm-hmm. term. I agree. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can sort this um, in points per game, but like that's that's got to be top in top five in history. I bet you. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, maybe top five. That's what I said. He could be top five. I just don't think I'd put him in top three. But the oh, cups, yeah. oh, like yeah, all, okay. his, all his titles and stuff definitely makes it more enticing to try and put him in the top three. But Oh, so McDavid all okay, McDavid all time is fifth in points per game. And Crosby is seventh. So that's what I mean. Like if McDavid can continue his current trajectory, I'm not saying he will. Then, and he has to win a cup. That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean Gretzky although, also put it this 1. way: 1.9 points per game for Gretzky. Yeah, that's insane. If McDavid can get to 2,000 points, but doesn't win a cup, has a bunch of hard trophies, a bunch of scoring titles, no cups, is he still top three? Look, as soon as you get over 2,000, you have to be. No, I don't think so. I don't think you can include him then. Oh, no? wow. Wait, if he's over 2,000? That's what I'm saying. If he gets over 2,000, get? no cups. No cups. No cups. No, I don't think you can do it because, oh. yeah, I don't know if you can do it. That's crazy. Well, it depends. It'd be Gretzky, Lemieux. But Lemieux didn't win any cups. What? Come on, Landon. He won Did like he? three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm thinking of a different – I'm never mind. He won that four. Was... Two back-to-backs, pretty sure. No, did they win two? One was a back-to-back for sure. Yeah, they did. 90, 92, 93. Or 91, 92. How many cups did Mario Lemieux win? He won five Stanley Cups. Oh, sorry. Well, two is a player. Three is a... Three is an owner. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, Gretzky Lemieux. Gosh, I feel like an idiot for saying that. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a quick thought in my mind that was like, no, Lemieux didn't win any, but no. Yeah. 
Maverick. I did the same thing with Brett Hall the other night, actually. I didn't think he won a cup, but he did with Dallas. So, uh, okay, yeah. So, Gretzky Lemieux and then a big argument for number three. I think you have to go either Gordy Howe or Bobby Orr, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I would, I would not argue with that. But all yeah. I'm, and then again, McDavid, if, if he gets 2,000, like he could, but no cups. Yeah, I think it's also kind of slightly like, and I always think of it as unfair to any new hockey player, basically, like new NHL age player, is because everywhere, like everyone always claims, about, like basically if you came first, you're better. Like yeah. people always die to the grave saying Michael Jordan's better than LeBron because I mean yes. the title with the titles thing, but people will always say like, no matter what, like there's not even a shot in hell, but Gretzky and Lemieux and Bobby Orr are the best at their positions ever. And it's impossible for anybody to ever be as good as them. Well, like, it is impossible for anybody to ever be as good as Gretzky. Well, in terms of points. Yeah. But like, I mean, if we plopped McDavid into that era, is it possible? I mean, yeah, but you also have to think, if Gretzky was in this era and had all the training and the eight better and stuff like that, could he be even better? True. So, but like, I just hate that it's impossible to compare. I wish yeah, you could take a game, like a game of, or make a season of NHL hockey. Every team has like the greatest players of all time in their primes and they do a season. And it's just like the greatest thing you've like, it's so good where Matthews is like the third line center or something like exactly. McDavid, McDavid's the centerman behind or Messier and Gretzky. Yeah, I agree. It would be quite fun to actually be able to compare them. One can dream. So it is what it is. All right. Quick little MLB Jays are kicking things up and that was talking MLB. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I got nothing. I got nothing uh, on the Jays. I did see a photo of George Springer in his Jays, Jays gear. So that was kind of cool. I told Sandy uh, I was gonna watch some more. Um, yeah, that was a big New Year's. That was like a New Year's Eve. But I, I have I have the package that has all the Jays games, so I am gonna attempt to at least put it on a couple times. More. That's like being like, yeah, I got I got the Crave package that has National Geographic on it. I'm gonna watch a lot more National Geographic. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. I- but here's the thing before i had to like hook up my laptop switch the input all that just to watch the ball game and i'm like man that's not not really that exciting but if i just have to flip on the old tv and i got the app and it's just easy to put on while i'm doing some homework maybe i'll put it on yeah good background making any promises i'm just saying i love put i love putting the baseball game on when i'm having a nap I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you said to go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, A-lister, A-hole. I really want to start because otherwise you'll take mine. Um, my A-lister of the week is none other than Austin Matthews. Uh, You're my, right. My favorite NHL player of all time. Um, <laughs> Austin Matthews was my A-lister. That's funny. Um yeah, I'm going Matthews. Sorry. Well, tell I, us why. I knew you were going to pick him, so that's why I had to go. Tell me why it's Austin Matthews while I uh, quickly scan for a new one. Well, you could pick him, too, if you want. No, no. All right, well, first of all, he had two games back-to-back with four points. Um, second of all, he is already arguably the greatest Leaf to ever don the sweater, and he has only played, like, 300 games, and some of these guys – 
way back when. I honestly, I hope there's some older people listening to this who are like, bah, Rick, bye, bye, bye. All those Matt Sundin. No, watch, watch Austin Matthews play. At the end of his career in Toronto, he will be the greatest league of all time. Yes. He is the greatest um, of all time, but I still stand by saying right now it's Matt Sundin in my eyes. But anywho, that's why I'm picking him because, and also just the fact that, like, he is my favorite player in the NHL. And when he has a good week, I can't not pick him. Packs. So. All right. Well, then I'll do something that's like crazy. But my A lister of the week will be uh, a Boston Bruin forward, David Pasternak. Um, only not because of his on ice play, but because of the yeah. interview he did with his pink sunglasses on. And he's like, Yeah, the boys were dancing in the room. You're we listening to Barbie Girl. And then uh, the media came out and told me I had to come do some media and you guys made me miss Barbie girl. So I guess, you know, I can't wait to find out what song is playing when I get back or whatever. <laughs> it was just a gold interview with his sunglasses. Like as much as I don't like the Bruins, I always would say like Patrice Bergeron was like the one Bruin that I always would like. Like I, I love Patrice Bergeron. I don't love him, but I just don't hate him. Mm-hmm. And David Pasnack is like sort of fitting into that guy that I like, but I don't, but also it, He's cocky too, so like in playoffs, I'm gonna hate the guy. That's but fun. during the regular season, he's kind of fun to watch on the side. Um, Bergeron was in charge of the re- like he was the reason they did like the '90s gear on the way. Oh, really? Play. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, it was his cool idea. Move. That's such what? a cool move. I like that. Was that was sick. That photo of them all in their '90s stuff. I was like, that looks so sick. Oh, Monahan just switched from healthy to day to day, so he won't be playing probably. Tonight. Oh, sucks. Hey, you know who did play? it's okay you know what it was at the i I was at the point where i just couldn't do it anymore dude and you know what's he so it's funny because last day yesterday he was still on ir i had i put him on ir and i was like all right who am i picking up who's my guy and i thought about picking up joe thornton because he's playing with matthews and mccabe good thing i didn't because he's not playing now um but then it said oh pierre luc dubois is in and i was like oh i was kind of mad i was like damn i wanted to but hey i mean I liked it. I just wish it would have been this week, not last week, because I lost. I know. There's sometimes like I wish that I had a guy that was on that I could just put on IR just so I can have an extra player, but it's still kind of useless because the guy that's on IR would probably be a better option. Well, the COVID uh, guy should be allowed to go on IR. Yes, I agree. You can do it on you can do it on our ESPN one, mm. which is which is fine. But I mean, I usually don't put a guy on there because I got so many guys anyway. Um, my, I'm going to go a-hole then first. I don't think you'll take it. But mine's a simple one, just the injury bug um, for the Toronto Maple Leafs with Squash Jake Muzzin. What's what? Squash that thing. Yeah, I know. I hate it. It's brutal. Put your foot right into it, into the ground. Squash it. Um, but, yeah, no, with Muzzin out and Hyman out and Thornton out and Simmons out, the Leafs just got to get healthy. Jack Campbell out. I don't know if he's back now. Who played the other – was that Hutchinson who played the other night? Yeah, he played good. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, we who's back of the week? Who's back of the week? Hutchinson. <laughs> uh, all right, my a hole. I already kind of talked about it. Connor McDavid, uh, strictly because you know Matthews has probably one of his best games of his career, two games in a row, and McDavid comes out and just shows him up because he he is in fact better than him. I won't be the guy who's like, whoa, Matthews is better. Yeah. I will say McDavid is definitely more individualistic. However, that doesn't discount the fact that McDavid is by and away the best hockey player in the game right now. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So I'm just mad at you, you mean, Connor, who, who? because you took all of Matthew's glory away that day. 
Who is uh, – we'll do, like, the Gretzky thing. Like, it's always best to be number two. Who's number two? Is dry yeah, title right, still number right two? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I also feel it's, like, so unfair. Like, we don't even talk about Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner, I know. He just gets lost in the weeds with Matthews. I almost, like, I'm worried about it that one day he's going to be, like, y'all, like, let me go play for my own team or get Matthews out of here. Hopefully not. Uh, but, like, do you think Drat thinks that about playing with Connor? Yeah, but the whole Mitch Marner and his dad thing, like, his dad being in the media and, like, negotiating his contract and, like, things getting leaked about how Marner wasn't happy and this, that, and the other thing. And that's the only reason why, I, like, I love Nylander way more than Marner because oh Marner God. has, like, a spot in me that's, like, for some reason, it's just, like... I'm complete opposite. But, no, but, so, like, the last two weeks, it's been, like, oh, I love Mitch Marner again. Like, I think I'm starting to fall back in love with him. Um, but I mean, Willie, I'll always die on the Willie train. I don't give it, I don't care. I'll die on the Willie train. I see here. I'm, I'm always on the Mitch train because Mitch deserved the money he got. Um, then he was terrible for like, yeah, but lots of guys have lots of guys play bad the year after they sign their contract. It just happens. Yeah. But not $11 million type contracts. Yeah. Fair enough. But well, Tavares is playing, isn't necessarily playing to his. I never said that was a good deal either. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Mitch is playing to his contract now, which is good. Um, and so I don't necessarily hold it against him that he had his dad in there doing stuff. And he never held out near as long as Will. Did you have Mel be, like, your agent? No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm just saying I don't hold it against him. Um, okay. Willie, I love the guy. I really do. And I want to see him do good. I think he is a great player, and I don't want him to trade him. Man, sometimes I just wish he had a little more oomph. Like, and didn't just coast sometimes. Like, there's sometimes where he, he'll, like, have the puck on a string for, like, two two zones, through the D zone, through the neutral zone, and then he'll lose it in the O zone. But it'll go to the corner. And instead of, like, going after it, he'll just, like, coast and, like, turn away and just, like, glide and play. Like, dude, go get the puck. You know what? That almost reminds me, like, kind of sort of, honestly, like, how Matthews and Marner used to sort of play. Yes. And it's now, like, Matthews and Marner now are, like, they're they're full, like, two-way guys. They're playing defensively. Like, they're invested. They're giving that extra effort. And Nylander is still stuck in that not extra effort phase. If he can find that extra effort, I think he's, like, a 70-point-a-year yes. guy. I Easy. agree. I agree. Either right. way, I think he plays to his contract, so it yep. is what it is. I'm happy with the contract. I'd be, I'm just saying, I'd be really upset if he left and all of a sudden was just like nasty. Yeah. We don't want to be the Oilers. That happens to them, not us. Exactly. All right. Uh, that's all we got for this week. What a good one. What it was good, good. It was good. Yeah. A lot of casual talk that uh, we for did not I forgot I was even podcasting. Yeah. I did also at a time when we were talking, when we were talking about the dishes, I was like, oh, wait, I forgot we we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I uh, yeah, hope you guys yeah, enjoyed gonna, that one. I'm going to peel some carrots here now. Nice. I'm going to go read uh, Game of Thrones. So. Yeah, I'm not going to. The end of that carrot's gross. <laughs> All right, peace and love, baby. <laughs> peace and love, baby. <laughs>